Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Locked and Loaded JDM, a Canadian and Toronto-based podcast. I'm your host, Jay Clay, and the purpose of this podcast is to share my passion and joy of JDM car culture, and how other things like anime and gaming have had an amazing influence on my life and others I know. I hope you enjoy listening to this as much as I enjoy sharing this with you guys. Stay tuned. Hey guys, Jake Clay here. Uh, this is episode two of Locked and Loaded JDM podcast. Uh, for this episode, I'm just going to give you guys basically a background on me and why I love JDM culture so much, how it kind of started with more or less uh, just East Asian culture, and now it just kind of progressed from there. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, stay tuned for more coming out later. Thanks. Hey guys, this is Jay Clay, host of Locked and Loaded JDM podcast, as well as Locked and Loaded JDM YouTube channel. Um, So I'm back, and this is episode two. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, I actually didn't expect to even really get a turnout, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, So when I saw that uh, I had listeners from literally different parts of the world it really uh it really shocked me no other way to put it and um, i'm just so appreciative that somebody is out there wanting to listen to (laughs) me literally talk so just wanted to show some recognition and appreciation to everyone out there in the netherlands us canada thank you all for listening in so um I pretty much kind of realized that um, that basically I haven't really given a background to myself. You guys know what I'm about. You know exactly what this this podcast is about. You know exactly what the YouTube page is about. Um, but I just wanted to talk more on that. And that is pretty much... In regards to me, uh, Jay Clay, I, um, I really started getting specifically into JDM culture, and let's let's start with cars. I used to I started getting into cars. Um, sorry, when I well, I just uh, moved my dog here. I have a dog. <laughs> His name is Diesel. <laughs> you probably like oh, I should name him like petrol or something like gas. I just Diesel sounded like a, a strong name. I guess it's some some. Fast and the Furious influence as well. But, um, yeah, so back to the whole car thing. Uh, basically, I, I got into cars when I was a kid. And I'll be honest with you, um, when I was a kid, I, I, I was more into monster trucks. And the, probably the, the sports car I was into was the Dodge Viper. So it originally started with American Muscle because... I didn't know any better. <laughs> not to just not to say that American cars aren't good. Everyone has their taste. I just, you know, as you know, I preferred Japanese cars. But um, the the real, I guess you could say, um, iconic point in my life was when I was about sixteen, seventeen, and because uh, here in Canada we, 
I don't know, in Ontario uh, and Canada, I believe too. Yeah, but I uh, will speak. I was just speaking of Ontario. Uh, we get our our graduated licensing program starts at sixteen. We're allowed to start that at sixteen. So, as any high school student, I can probably say most high school students around the world, they want to get a car at high school and they want to drive and they want to enjoy being able to have the freedom of doing whatever you want, so to speak, basically going around anywhere. And um, yeah, so I wanted to do that originally. And um, I remember, my, as I said on the previous episode, my friend Adil at the time, he um, he was the one that uh, basically kind of influenced the trajectory of, trajectory of where my car love started. Um, one second. And um, basically how we did that was by introducing me to the anime Initial D. Now, I did like cars before Initial D. Initially, I did want and was actively searching for a Honda Prelude. I wanted the, uh, don't quote me on this, I have to look it up. I'm not going to look it up right now, but um, the 98 model, it's one of the most popular models of the Prelude. I think it's the third gen, third and and final gen of the generation, sorry, of the, uh, the Prelude. And... I was really influenced by on getting one because on the way to school each day, I used to pass by a red one that was sitting at a house. It was uh, fairly, I wouldn't say fairly modified, I'd say decently modified. Had a uh, body kit. It was like a cherry red color. Tinted out tail lights. Had some decals on it. The iconic, I guess you could say, JDM or North American JDM look because of uh, uh, Fast and the Furious at the time. And um, yeah, so I, I initially wanted that car. Knew I could, unfortunately couldn't afford it to, uh, with the minimum wage job I was working as a grocery store clerk. So I tried to kind of, I guess, set my expectations better and went for an older was was aiming for an older prelude with the retractable lights but fast forward my friend Adil he introduced me to initial d and when i watched that anime it completely changed how i viewed everything like it like opened up my eyes to the car world and uh, then basically influenced me to go for a rear-wheel drive car and then doing more research on Initial D and the cars involved in there. Specifically, if you watch Initial D, um, one of the characters, not main, main characters, but one of the characters in there, friends of Takumi, the main character, uh, his name is Kenji. He owned a 180SX. So when I found out that I couldn't find easily the uh, Hachiroku Terreno here in North America, the old 1983 Corolla. I set my sights on the, the 180SX. The equivalent here is the 240SX. 
So that was my main goal, get a 240SX. I even realized because of Initial D, it opened my eyes to knowing that one of my coworkers, now one of my best friends, um, also has a uh, 240SX, but the equivalent, the Japanese equivalent was an, an, a Nissan Silvia. And yeah, I ended up saving enough money, working hard, and getting a 1990 Nissan 240SX base model. No AC, no uh, power locks or power windows, no sunroof, just base model Nissan 240SX with a single overhead cam, 140 horsepower engine. And honestly, I guess you'll never be able to replace that feeling when you get your first car. It's just so surreal. Um, I was just enthralled the entire time. The fact that I was able to get a car, the fact that I'm driving a sports car at that fact, it was just amazing. Um, and then uh, just, there's going to be a lot of fast forwarding because uh, this is going to be a short podcast. Just wanted to give you guys a little bit more intel on myself, but yeah, just fast forward again. Shortly after I got my car, I got it uh, painted. Once I got it painted, I was even more happy. Like thrilled to go to to school each day driving my car. Didn't have that much time because I got it shortly towards the end of high school, but um, which high school ends at uh, you're usually 17 when you graduate. So in during the graduation night, I actually uh, I, I met up with one of my uh, fellow high school students, a friend, and <laughs> I don't condone this at all. Uh, don't do this, people. <laughs> but and don't do this. Any young kids listening to this, don't do this. But I I, I raced my friend because he kind of started egging me on uh, about oh you know you have. A, sports car now you know should race and i'm like oh yeah sure okay you know like i think i can do it i don't even know why i did it his dad was heavily into cars um and i was basically racing the equivalent of of an evo uh it was a it was an americanized version so uh it was a 250 horsepower plymouth laser Uh, and that's 250 horsepower turbo Plymouth laser with my 140 horsepower single overhead cam Nissan 240. I don't even know what I was thinking. Long story short, end up racing in this small industrial area uh, close to the party, the graduation party we were at. We both had passengers in the car trying to enjoy the exhilaration of the race. He started braking. We were just doing, and by the way, we were just doing a drag race. It wasn't any kind of circuit, just a quick pull. Um, he started slowing down. Me and the other guy in the car looked at each other. Why is he slowing down? All of a sudden, I hear a huge bang. <laughs> and I am literally doing the ET with my car, as opposed to a bike, <laughs> in the air, looking at the guy beside me flying into down into an industrial area uh well industrial loading dock area for for trucks i literally bottomed out um then basically i i didn't know it at the time but i cracked my oil pan and 
um, just kept driving the car and put oil in it, but it just kept coming out too quickly and I eventually blew the, blew the motor. Um, but it did help me get further into the JDM world because then after that I researched even more and I looked into getting an SR20. And I got that motor, the iconic 180SX and Sylvia motor that everyone looks looks for, for drift cars or everything. Got that motor and that's what really set everything ablaze. It set the JDM fire ablaze, it was great. Had that car for a while. Um, I even put, uh, I, I had once I got more into initial D, I was watching it more. I even set my sights on uh, making my car into a unofficial SIL 80. I got a Sylvia, a banged up Sylvia front end from one of the Japanese importers around here and put that on my car. So <laughs> half my car was looking pretty decent. And then the other half of my car looked like I was in like several drift accidents, but I was still. I was still very, um, very much proud of the fact of where I got to. Um, also had a friend who met a friend along the way who pretty much is like my Nissan expert. He, I'm going to have him definitely on this podcast. Uh, my friend Ted, and he literally like showed me everything, all the like ins and outs. I, we, we pretty much did all the work on my car ourselves because of his extensive knowledge. And I actually put, you know, um, leather interior. It's so backwards, I know. <laughs> Putting leather interior into, like, pretty much an iconic drift car uh, because you move those leather seats back then were so bad. You, you'd, like, slide everywhere. Anytime you make take a, a, turn or, a, a corner, at, like, on a sharp angle. But, um, yeah. He helped me put on the Sylvia front end, helped me put power locks in my car, power windows. We did everything to that car. And then, uh, just like I'm sure most people who get into cars, um, I then kind of got a little, I wouldn't say fed up, but frustrated. And I wanted to upgrade. So I ended up selling my, my, uh, unofficial quote-unquote SIL 80 uh, and then looked for an S14 and I wanted a I really wanted a kooky S14 I was that the aggressive look of that car is just even right now just thinking about it it just looks so sexy like that's the only way for it it looks so sexy and aggressive Um, but I couldn't find one in my price range or not even in my price range, in what I wanted to spend. So I eventually got a 95 Zenki S14. And it, it really goes to show that, you know, um, I if I was to recommend anything, any people looking to get a used car, really do your research. Even, like, start at, at the, the, the beginning of even just looking at the your government website of what to do with looking for a used vehicle because i didn't even know the car i bought had a rebuilt title so it was in a a uh severe accident enough to you know um either have structural damage or be basically be damned a total loss, uh deemed sorry uh a total loss so i didn't even realize that but um yeah i got the s14 did the same thing not fly uphill but blew blew the motor eventually i think it was just on its way out 
Um, and I said I was going to do it right this time. It's going to do the, the the build right this time. So I found like the JDM treasure trove here in uh, the Toronto area of engines and front clips. Because I, I got another front clip, um, and I got it of a Sylvia, an S14 Sylvia that had 73,000 kilometers. I was so happy because they're all selling them at the same price. These importers, they just, you know, they probably got them at half the price or less, but they're all selling them at the same price. So he was like, because some of them had, you know, other other little things on it that I, I just didn't want. I preferred to get a stock one. So yeah, I got that. And it was so, it was, it, I did the motor so properly. I did, I, and I didn't put, I actually just to, let you know, I didn't actually put the the motors in for both cars. I had a company at the time called Intense Motorsports. They put my motors in. Then they did an amazing job, excellent job. Uh, and uh, this time, um, I got some extra additional parts, um, full exhaust system from a uh, manifold down, uh, replaced the clutch. Um, even put the gauge cluster in there just to make sure that the, the mileage was as accurate as possible. Even though I don't know if the cluster may have been, you know, switched before when it was in Japan, but um, I, 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 I did the, I did the, the build properly that time. Fast forward, you know, um, pretty much put coilovers. Oh, what else? A full exhaust system, coilovers, clutch. Oh man, even the coilovers. That was a that was a a nightmare. <laughs> because when I got the coilover, the coilovers weren't wasn't a nightmare, sorry. What happened after was a nightmare. Because as soon as I got the coilovers on, because because I needed to, because the because the, the car was just the, the, the suspension was completely gone. So happy to put the coilovers on, start driving, all of a sudden I hear a grinding noise. The wheel bearings are gone. So I had to get that fixed. Um, then uh, I eventually sold that car because the rust on that car was just horrible. I would have had to really put a lot of work into that car, which to be honest with you, nowadays with the price of S14s and the rarity of them, it would have been worth it. But I didn't see it like that at the time. Unfortunately, um, I didn't have the foresight. It sucks sometimes that hindsight is twenty twenty. So, given that, um, I then sold that car, and I wanted to go with my my, my next car, my dream car. I wanted to go with a GTR because at the time, R thirty twos had started to be were starting to be legal to import. People were getting eighty nines and nineties, and I think this was around. <clears throat> um, I'd say 2000 and between 2000 and yeah, 2006 to 10. Yeah. So I was looking, eventually I, I, I was on a little bit of a hiatus on the, the, um, sports car scene. I had a Corolla, so I didn't go away from the JDM culture. I just went with the JDM econo culture. But uh, I started getting the itch again and then grabbed a 
Um, I actually grabbed a 350Z. I had I had looked at a, a GTR and looked at a couple of them. I even had an R33 that I should have bought because um, now it's like over doubled in price now to buy one of those. I even looked into a Mark IV Supra. I should have bought that. That would have been a steal um, for the prices they're at now. But uh, I just couldn't justify it at the time in my head. So I bought a newer car. I bought a 350Z. And that was, it was a good car. I liked it because, you know, um, I had, it was, it was done properly in terms of, and I'll, I'm quoting my, my friend, my, my friend who's a YouTuber on this. It was definitely OEM plus, uh, had, uh, was, uh, what is it called? Like a red line, red in color. It was the first edition, first generation, uh, 2003, 350Z Japanese equivalent is the, uh, the uh, fair lady Z, um, and uh, had the Volks GTS rims, deep dish, nineteen by nine and a half at the front, nineteen by tens at the back, deep dish, engine intake, lowered on teen springs with Ken a Kenwood deck, doubled in. Oh man, and uh, Momo like a, a pillar Momo shift knob. It was just. It was, <laughs> it was magnificent. I loved that car, and it just pulled. It felt. I love when cars feel heavy, and it feels heavy in the steering wheel. Like I know people don't like heaviness. It's just I don't know. It's just something. It makes it feel more powerful. It makes it feel more stronger. It feels like literally like the car has gone to the gym, for lack of a better phrase. It feels more mus muscular, and I'm not talking about like muscular in terms of like American muscle way. I'm just talking more nimble muscle, like lean muscle kind of thing. It probably doesn't make sense. Silly, but that's just how I interpret it. Um, but yeah, I had that. And I had that car for about five years, and it was great. Then I went back to Econo JDM at a Civic. And now, at this present day, I'm trying to make my dreams come true. Um, now that I have my house to to have fun with these things in, and store them. I have a 16, 2016 Subaru WRX. I actually always wanted one of them just because I remember I meet, met a guy when I was uh, at a car meet, uh, when I was it's still in my 350Z, and he had an STI. And then he, I remember I got to telling him, like, yeah, eventually, you know, I, I want what my dream car is, which if I haven't said it yet, is a GTR. Um, and he's like, oh, I have a GTR. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I have a GTR. Um, it, it was an R35, and R35s had not been out for very long. So for him to have that was just mind-boggling because he didn't seem much older than I am. So, or I was at the time, sorry. Um, so, yeah, he had one of those. So now I, I said, you know what? That's what I want to do. I want to have my WRX as a daily because I live a, a, about an hour away from the city and I commute to the city for work. Um, so I wanted just like a nice all-around car that I could still enjoy driving 
and still, you know, upholds that uh, that JDM goodness. So, got I have a 2016 red WRX, and I love the car. It's it does everything I want to do, and it's nice to have. Oh my god, it's so much nicer to have turbo again after drive. Like I I loved my my 2015 Civic, um, brand new car, first brand new car I've ever have ever had in my possession um and it was it was it was good but just to drive a turbocharged car again and even the 350 was great too it's just tur turbo cars they just it's just different it really is just different and i just find it that much more enjoyable but yeah that's what uh that's my current car chronological timeline and hopefully uh, with hard work and perseverance, the next one will be a GTR. I would just hope that I'll be able to get it before these prices just keep skyrocketing. But um, yeah, uh, that was how. That's currently my 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 car love. Aside from as well, I, I think it's kind of not needed to say. It's, it's kind of been said by like every other person, every other content creator. But it's true. Um, Gran Turismo. Is also one of my um, iconic reasons of loving cars and Need for Speed, but yeah, I'm mean, more Gran Turismo, um, I, I, and just driving the GTR, driving the Silvia in there, it just and driving the 180, it just made me love cars even more, especially when owning one, you know. Whether it was on my PS1 or my PS2 or my PS3, PS4 now, and it's gonna be on my PS5 because I'm a gamer, and as I said. I'm trying to share my passion for gaming as well. I even have a sim rig just so I can enjoy driving them even more. Um, and yeah, um, I've always, you know, continued with that uh, that passion of, of JDM love. I, I want to eventually go to Japan, visit my friend, visit uh, Japan and take in all the JDM culture, take in the car culture, hands down. No doubt about that. But taking all the culture just to to really really experience it, you know. Hopefully, sooner than later, this um, pandemic passes, and uh, we can all enjoy life again in the way we choose to. Um, but yeah, I'm always I, um, I've always been a gamer as well. Um, I've owned games. Uh, well, I think my first is with Nintendo. After that, Game Boy, just regular one. Then I think I had uh, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, then Nintendo sixty four, Game Gear. Oh, I forgot Game Gear. Had that as have that as well. Um, I, I've just been a gamer all the time because I loved just the concept of games. I never was very good at math or stuff puzzles in school or stuff in school. Uh, I didn't do bad, but it wasn't like amazing, but I love the fact that like games, when I figure out a game, it's like my own personal accomplishment. And that's what I loved about games. I own most systems now, almost to the point, like I feel like I'm a collector. I have all the mini systems just to, because of the nostalgic factor. And I still have some of my, my actual original systems and I have all the playstations um although like it's hard to find time to play them these days i feel like when you grow up it's harder to find time because you want to do more but there's still that same 24 hours in a day um 
And then, you know, um, I also am heavily into anime. Uh, Dragon Ball is the first anime that uh, I really remember watching. Uh, Transformers is an anime I remember watching. Just didn't think it was an anime back then because it was, uh, it was you know, always here. Um, Pokemon, hands down, because of, you know, being a gamer. Watching and playing Pokemon was like, after uh, right after school was highlight of my day. Um, uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Z. I, I could ring off tons of animes that I've watched. Probably probably the most iconic one was Ninja Scroll. Uh, Jubei Kubigami. That was also uh, a guy that uh, basically influenced my like my love of like Japanese culture and the respect factor and the samurai code, the ninja code, whatever you want to call it. It was just it all all led to a big influence. So all these things had an effect and brought me to where I am today in terms of how I view things and how I think of Japanese culture and how I love it. Um, and that's the purpose of this podcast, is to share it with that. Not only just JDM culture and cars, but gaming and anime. Because when I was young, it was kind of a taboo thing, especially for a guy like me, just just because you know you don't usually see a person of uh, like a Jamaican and Trinidadian background into in stuff like this. But trust me, there are a lot more. All different types of people are into uh, Japanese culture, and it just shows goes to show you that you know. Um, everyone has different tastes and really and truly, um, one culture can provide, I guess you could say some, some sort of learning, some sort of benefit to other cultures, other people in other cultures' lives. And I want to show how that has, how JDM culture has positively influenced my life. So I'm going to cut it off here, guys, but um, stay tuned for more episodes because I'm going to be talking about a lot of things, car, anime, and gaming related, uh, but we're going to keep try to keep it among, among the cars because I've been watching a lot of car st- uh, content on YouTube and reading about it, so I'm going to try to st- stay on track with that, but we'll, we'll, we will venture on other things as well, okay? But uh, stay tuned, and thank you for listening. Take care, guys. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And if you have any suggestions or anything you'd like to hear on this podcast, uh, send me a message on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram uh, name is jclay underscore jdm. It's a publicly open page. Uh, you can view my page, check it out, uh, the interesting pictures uh, I have. Um, and uh, yeah, as I said, shoot me a message. And um, if there's anything that you know you want to hear, let me know. Thanks.